0: Whether you're fly-fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean, casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, Check. fish nerds, it's a podcast.
1: Just for that. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. Sure, it's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay Groves, chief executive fish nerd, licensed fishing guide, best friend to you. Uh, happy to be here I'm sick as a dog and I'm sick because of a terrible fishing incident that happened to me and so today on the show we're gonna tell you the the most tragic fishing story that's ever happened to me um, and we're gonna do your fishy New year's resolution contest so both those things are happening, and that's gonna be the whole show today and because my voice is blown out, I'm not going to talk so much. I might let the show do the talking. I even had to get help to tell my fishy story because I just don't have the voice for it right now. So jump in. Let's do this. Okay, fish nerds. Uh, best day of your life here. Uh, as you know, I'm I'm fighting a cold because I had a terrible fishing accident and I decided to go online and I want to tell a story, and I figured I'm terrible at telling stories alone, so I need to be interviewed. So I went on Facebook on a podcasting group called The Underdog Podcast, and I put up pictures of, of, the, <coughs> of my adventure, and I said, I need someone to interview me, and the first person to reply was Tyler Duke, and I don't know Tyler from anybody. I never heard his podcast. He's some random dude on the West Coast. He's three hours away, but he thinks he's two hours away. And I, here he is. Tyler, how are
0: you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, and I'm I'm Duke from Duke. Redwood. Uh, welcome to also a bonus Redwood episode where we're nice. going to talk about this dude's trailer that fell through the ice for some odd reason. That's a crazy <laughs>
1: world. No, Red, Redwood, you're in California. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was born in California. Whereabouts? Uh, Pataluma. Where is that? That's south, isn't it? It is south, yep. I was born in Simi Valley. No kidding, and I went to uh, elementary school on Treasure Island in San Francisco. Oh man, Treasure yeah. Island's an asshole right now. Yeah, but when I was a kid, it was a Coast Guard base, and we would the fishing there was unfreaking real.
0: Oh yeah. Well, there's, still people, there. there's well, still people fishing there. Of course, people fishing there.
1: I used to do Uber out in San Francisco, so I used to have to venture out to Treasure Island. Back so in long. the old days, Uber had to come. Yeah. Back to me that long ago. Back like in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're here because I and I, I have no voice and this is part of the story. that's why we're doing this. So I put up photos on Facebook. Um, I, I'm an ice fishing guide. My winter job is I get paid to bring people ice fishing okay. and, and keep them safe. And so I, this, I in the last few years I've been building ice fishing shacks out of old campers because they're the great they're great like jerseys, it's glamping on ice. there's comfort all the way. Wait, and hold I've, on
0: though. No. Do you like have, do you like dr- drill a hole or cut a hole in the bottom of the camper so that you could stay in the camper and fish?
1: I do. So okay. Let me let me describe the camper. So we'll put up pictures up at, um, at Fishners dot com and of course on Facebook. The pictures are already there. So this is a twelve foot by eight foot old hunting cabin that someone gave me. With when they gave it to me, it was full of uh, like like mice had three hundred mice in it, cockroaches. It was smelly and moldy. We gutted the whole thing and renovated it. Put up nice new walls, nice hardwood ceiling, benches, a thirty thousand BTU heater, holes in the floor for uh, for fishing, and uh, electricity, solar panels. The whole thing. So it's and the outside is still ugly as ever. Like I didn't mm. I didn't modify the outside. The outside still looks like a gross old hunting cabin. Oh, it looks like it's just spray painted with leaf shapes. Just yeah, it's, it's, it's gross looking, right? So about two weeks ago. Uh, the ice was eight inches thick. You know, um, to safely bring a vehicle that size on the ice, you need about six inches. So eight inches, we're solid, we're good to go. Right, so I put it out there, we fished out of it, we caught some fish, had a great time. And <clears throat> have you ever been ice fishing?
0: No, no. <laughs> the last time I went fishing was, oh, you know what? It was actually pretty, pretty soon. But the best fish I caught was a 25 inch, 10 pound brown trout out in Wyoming. That's a beautiful fish. Oh, it's so sexy.
1: On a, on a fly, or how'd you catch it?
0: Um, on a on a wobbler, actually. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. She
1: she hit it hard, dude. She hit it hard, but didn't really fight coming in. So That's perfect. So well, so anyway, so I put this ice shack out on the lake, and the plan was to fish in it. And again, I make a living doing this. I bring people out fishing, and my job is to keep people safe more than catch fish is keep them safe. Right.
0: Right. Well, you so, don't want them going into the lake. They don't, really,
1: you right? know, when, when your clients die, they rarely come back as right. new customers. Right. And, yeah. And they don't, they can't spread the word. And they them. don't tip. <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> so anyway, I've been doing great, uh, but I guide on different lakes. And so I have shacks on different spots. And when you put out ice shack on a lake, um, even though the ice is thick, um, things can go wrong, right? I, ice that, this thing sank through the ice but did not break the ice. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened. You park on the ice and then the sun hits the shack. And it's a dark color shack, right? And the tires are black. And what happens is like a glacially slow movement happens is they absorb the heat of the sun and then they radiate heat into the ice and then like one millimeter at a time, this thing sank. And I didn't go check on it for four days. And in four days' time, I actually had clients. We went out to the ice to go fishing, and I look at the shack, and the tires, you can't see the tires anymore. The shack is sitting level on the ice. (laughs) It's sitting level on the ice. And I think, okay, no big deal, we can save this thing. So I take my clients fishing, not in the shack, but outside, send them home. The next day, I go on Facebook, and I post a picture up, and I say, who can help with this shack? And about eight guys showed up next morning with chisels, pry bars, come-alongs, ropes, and um, jacks and chainsaws. And we cut this thing free from the ice. And we were going to try and wrench it out of the ice with just sheer muscle power. And we spent, it was pouring down rain and 40 degrees out, which is just not ideal ice, anything, cut temperatures. We're in, uh, the, the depth of water the shack is in is 30 feet deep so if it goes down it's gone
0: and, and uh, oh yeah <laughs> and,
1: and, and if we go down we're gone <laughs> so get
0: hypothermia before you even get well through the door you, of the shack
1: right? well exactly so we're out there and, and we're, we're all in a good mood you know we're chipping away we we hook up a come along under the ice you know come along it's like a big ratchety cable mm-hmm. puller to the front of the thing and we start pulling on it pulling on it and we start moving the shack and we thought, oh, we're going to do this. And do you know how icebreakers work? Like the big boats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they
0: just kind of spread the ice
1: to the yeah. side. Or they go up on the ice and they crunch down through it. <sighs> so we kept cranking this thing up and it would go up on the ice and it would just crush down through it and then up on the ice and we ended up making a 20 foot by eight foot hole in the ice where the shack was now the shack is like barely the front end of the ice and the back end of open water which is really bad mojo yeah and scary and then we broke the come along and so i had to go buy another come along and you know it it took hours and hours we bet nine hours on the ice trying to move the shack meanwhile it's getting worse and worse and worse water is starting to come into the shack and uh, I go on Facebook, and then there's a guy on Facebook saying, "Hey, I'm a I'm a shack rescue man. His name is Dana. And shack uh, rescue yeah, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can I can
1: help you. So we gave up. That's, that's, that's a career shack rescue. Well, I guess it is a career. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I call him up, and I said, Dana, you got to help me. I'm dying here, right and now. And so we do We we anchored the uh, shack to the ice. So if the ice gave way. It wouldn't sink; it would just stay floating on you know, on the ice. Mm. And, and we all went home, and I'm shivering and shaking, and uh, we're all hypothermic from being out in the cold and rain all day. And it was just a very long, sad day. And and I never felt anxiety like the, like my anxiety was like at a ten. I don't usually have anxiety, and I was I couldn't sleep, and and I I work in the DJ as a DJ at four in the morning, so I couldn't go down first thing and take care of the shack. And I'm hoping this guy, Dana, who I'd never met before, shows up to deal with the shack. So I'm on the radio, pretending to be in a good mood in the morning. You know, hey, this is Clay on point five and all this stuff. And introducing Beck and whatever music we're playing. <laughs> and I'm getting text updates from the ice. And I get this text. And the shack is two-thirds underwater. And the tongue of the trailer is sticking up in the air. mm mm-hmm. And That's I'm the like, pictures you posted. That's the picture That's you saw. The and picture I'm like, you saw. holy shit! Oh my god, the Poseidon's going down, and I'm in complete panic mode. And it took me till 11 a.m. to get down to the shack, and the, the guy Danny and I hired got there at seven.
0: Well, my biggest question was, you put on there that it was a recording shack.
1: Yes, so
0: So I was like, "Oh my God, did he have gear in there? Like, did he (laughs) have like turntables and no, God, luckily
1: microphones and all that." So I have all this portable gear I was going to install in the shack for the winter and record all my podcasts in there all winter, but I hadn't done that yet
0: because we we haven't
1: fully got into winter here yet. So, but I was going to have like you know these arm microphones in there, uh, the solar panel installed, I had the battery pack in there already, the heater installed, and my plan was to record my podcasts on the ice all winter. Uh, luckily, the gear wasn't there yet. And we, it sank so slow. Anything anything valuable in there, we took out anyway before the shack uh, you know, got too dangerous. Okay, good. Yeah, so we spent all day with the, uh, with this guy the hero. He's a hero. He's a goddamn hero on the ice trying to save this thing. He came out with a four-wheeler and the four-wheeler was pulling a, a flatbed trailer and he had a 40,000-pound winch on the flatbed and a 10,000-pound winch on the, uh, on the four-wheeler. And he took a log and drilled a hole in the ice, put the log under the ice kind of like perpendicular to the ice, mm-hmm. and then to the front uh, to the front of his four-wheeler with the… Uh, the winch. The winch, thank you. And then the 40,000-pound winch to the trailer. And one inch at a time, we moved that thing. And the water drained out, and it starts coming up, and it keeps breaking through the ice. And then one of the things i tell you is we were, we were, the day before, we were shoving everything we could under the shack to try and stabilize it. And one of the things we shoved under the shack was a snowboard. Just we had a snowboard laying around, and we just shoved it under there. And we thought we lost a snowboard to the lake. And we start pulling, and we look at it, and we're trying to, like, figure out how to get the, get the wheels up on the ice. The snowboard, like magic, wedged itself between the frame of the trailer and the tire and made, like, this ramp ski for the tire and if that didn't happen we would have watched the shack sink but that ramp from the snowboard brought the shack up out of the water and just like that we're up on safe ice again you know what just just
0: listening to this story i'm thinking to myself like you should go and get one of those uh what are those Big boats that you're able to just like pull the ripcord and it's like wham boom you've got like a oh yes inflatable you know what I'm boat saying? Yes. yeah one of those big inflatable boats oh, and oh I need an airplane it fly. to the bottom of it. I need I need one yeah. of those yeah and you just <laughs> that way it's like okay it's time to you know in case it's going down
1: bam we pull
0: uh, that thing up and then it's gonna float
1: well so that's a, it was funny because we were, I was asking uh, Dana I said what happens if it sinks. And he said, well, by law, you have to get it out of there in a reasonable amount of time or the state will fine you. I said, well, how's that work? He goes, you pay a guy. And I go, who do I pay? He goes, oh, my buddy named Tim. I said, so wait, your job is saved before they sink, and your buddy Tim saves them after they sink? I said, what's it cost to get it saved after it sinks? And he goes, well, here's what they got to do. They got to wait for the ice to be like two feet thick. So they got to wait because they got to come down with a big truck, with a crane and they come down with a dive team and chainsaws, and they cut a huge square out of the ice, right? Move all that ice away. They dive down, strap the straps around the camper, and these giant balloons, they inflate and float it up. And then the crane picks it up out of the water and puts it back on the ice. <laughs> and I said, well, what's that cost? And he goes, well, here's the problem. <laughs> ten $10,000? Well, you're probably on the, in the ballpark. Just to have the team show up, this is not to do any work at all. Just to get them to show up is $2,500. And then it goes up from there. And he goes, but most people, their insurance covers it. And I said, he goes, are you insured? I went, well, the business is insured, but I, haven't, I don't know if, if the ice shacks are. So now this week my job is to get ice shack insurance, which I, I didn't know was a thing. You would
0: think that, like your business insurance would cover the ice shack insurance, since that's part of your business, right? It
1: might. Well, I am going to call them because I just spent five hundred bucks to get the shack saved, so maybe I can get reimbursed for that
0: if that's the case. Well, depends on what your deductible is. But like, yeah, oh, you've got a five thousand dollars deductible, so we're going to pay that's,
1: nothing. That's what happens <laughs> when everything else breaks. It's like I don't know why I have insurance for anything. All right. So we, got, so we got the shack up now. You would expect shack underwater to be completely destroyed and uh it came up and the water drained out of it and we had this the only original thing in the shack was this old big mouth billy bass you know the the bass he pushed a button and saying like, take me to the river i yeah. think that thing was underwater this morning we went to the shack to go fishing. still plays. it still works and the shack i think yeah, in, i
0: think you got lucky there we, oh, to so be so you got lucky. super lucky
1: so lucky the shack's still in good shape it, we broke two windows Okay. So we'll just put some plastic glass over there and we're good to go. The heater, still, the heater still works. Everything works. <laughs> it shouldn't. That, that it just shouldn't blows work.
0: my mind that this uh, shack is like half in the water and like, oh, my God. I don't it, even know what I would do, especially if that was part of your business. I think I'd be like, oh, man. And then for the state to be like, yeah, we'll find you if it's still down there. Like, what if it just went under and they never knew about it?
1: Well, that's the trick is you put your, first of all, there's a a licensed guide in the area. They all know me. Like all the, all the fishing game people know me. And your name by law has to be on the door. So like I'd have to swim down and tear the door off. (laughs) You know, oh, cause it, yeah, because
0: they're going to send a dive team in there every spring to <laughs> well, check the bottom. Go look never, for shacks in the bottom of the lake 30 feet deep.
1: One never knows. What The problem is is everyone knows me. And it, this thing went down in a public water, and lots of people saw it. So so today I was heading down there, and I saw a fish and game truck. So I pulled over, and the fishing game officer's name was Alex. So I said, hey, Alex, mm-hmm. did you see my shack? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, you did? He goes, oh, yeah. People were texting me photos of it the whole time. And I said, really? And I said, you didn't even come by? He goes, well, I'm not going to help you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, not my job, not my problem. <laughs> I said, so
1: I said, so were you worried about it? He goes, no, I knew it was you, so I knew you'd take care of it. Anybody else, we'd have been all over them, but we didn't hassle you because it's you. So at least they know me. They know I'm going to take care of stuff. But, man, I'll tell you, the level that's of a, scared. That's,
0: that's a good amount of... Uh, reputation to have that like even the law enforcement is like no nah, he'll handle it like we don't need to it's even crazy. call
1: him like he's got it yeah well i broke i broke no laws you know like it's not illegal to have an accident <laughs> right you know and it yeah. didn't go th- i posted pictures on facebook on like iShack, shack you know helpers.com whatever on you know, all the facebook pages mm-hmm. and 80 percent of the responses were people calling me a moron like, like you, you big dick, you moron! How dare you go out on thin ice? And I'm like, I, a- I
0: got to I got to be honest with you. I thought yeah. it was thin ice as well. Like I thought yeah. that it went down because the ice was too thin. I didn't even think about. Wait a minute, that's metal. The yeah. sun is hitting it. It's yeah. radiating this metal down.
1: You know? Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny because you can leave if you leave a, a rock on the ice, the rock will go underwater, in a in, within a week or two. Like it yeah, will catch absolutely. the sun and it will just go a millimeter at a time and sink. So you have to think of ice more as a fluid. And so, because and, and, even though it's so, it, it seems solid, it will very slowly, it changes shape, it moves, mm-hmm. it's, and you're always floating, and it changes daily.
0: Well, that's the downside of water. Huh? It's it got is, three different
1: states. Very, very, <laughs> solid very, liquid very, gas. Yeah, it's very liquidy. <laughs> so... So so now I'm obsessively um, blocking it up, which means you go down, you jack it up, and you put wood under the tires, and wood under the under the jack stand. You oh. Cover the t- I cover the tires with wood. <clears throat> I need to find a cold weather paint. I want to paint the thing white so it won't reflect. You know, it won't absorb the sun.
0: You, yeah,
1: you radiate heat out. But I, I think I hate the shack. I, I, I want to get rid of it. I want it off the ice. Now you
0: want it off the ice. After it was in the ice, you want it off the ice. I want
1: it off. <laughs> <laughs> I want it off. But right now, there's, it's, it's too bulky and full of frozen ice to – like, like the, all the wood absorbed the water. Right. Now it's frozen heavy. Mm-hmm. So I can't move it myself. So I need to get some help and get it off the ice because I am – I'm going to have anxiety until it's on land again.
0: <laughs> you know what you could do? You could just bring it back home and make it a recording studio. So
1: my, my wife and I were talking about this. So right now, I'm in my, my basement studio, which is my, my, my spare room. And my wife wants a yoga studio, so I'm thinking of taking the ice shack and sticking it in the yard. You know, it's, got, it's all it's all ready to go, and then making that my podcasting studio and office, and give like my wife the guest room, and she can have a yoga studio, and we're we're good to go. Well, there you go. I, I yeah. think that
0: would work out best.
1: Yeah, I think that's my plan. So we'll see. You know, I think once I start catching fish again, I'll be happy, and I start stop worrying so much. <laughs> But I, I how, many these sh- how many shacks? How many of these shacks
0: do you have?
1: I have three shacks. You
0: have three? And they're all but, on like three different lakes, or are they
1: all on the same? Two different lakes. But the other two shacks are made out of pop-up campers. They're super light, which um, means I can move them really easily. And this one's made out of a really old, like 1950s camper, yeah. and it weighs a million pounds. So Yeah, it looks like a small little...
0: Like, it's maybe got a bed and a
1: kitchen. It used to. A bathroom or something like that. It used to. All it's it's gone now, it's gutted completely. So it's it's got benches and a heater. It's wide open. Open concept, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, ice fishing, right? I've never been ice fishing, but I know what an ice fishing shed looks like on the inside. (laughs) usually (laughs) Usually gross, but it's pretty... The yeah. ones that I see are just like a straight-up wood shack on wood skis that they push out there to their spot.
1: Yeah, that would have been smarter. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but this is all ins- – I put brand-new insulation in it, you know. And
0: You know what you're doing. You're looking out for the comfort of your cu- uh, customers. You know? Well,
1: it's, I used to – my first year doing this, I was not going to do hard shacks. I was going to do – fishing out of what's called uh, fishing tents. These pop-up shelters you put on the ice in there. You take them off when you're done. But my my clients were showing up with the wrong shoes on, and their feet were getting cold and wet. And What were they showing up in? Well, so you tell them, hey, where your best waterproof boots, right? And they're all from the sea. So they're wearing these like patent leather, pretty-looking boots. And I'm like, no, like rubber, freaking rubber boots. Or they yeah. wear sneakers with like, you know, plastic bags in them. No. And so now an we're in. They're, they're freezing. They're in pain. So the second year, and I was ending their trip early and giving their money back, or part of their money back, not all of it. And so the second year, I'm like, well, why am I punishing my clients? They're paying me hundreds of dollars to go fishing. I can, I can keep them warm. I'll build shacks that have floors and heat. And so if they're not dressed right, they sit inside, they fish, they have a great time, they drink beer, smoke cigars, whatever, and they go home. Uh-huh. So.
0: Yeah, otherwise I think I think yeah. I'd tell people like if you come out here in some running shoes, I'm going to send you home well, and you don't get a refund.
1: Yeah, it's hard though because when, especially when you're doing business, you can't afford to. You know, it's you can't. You need all the customers you can get. You don't want a bad reputation. It's mm-hmm. a customer service job. Yeah, you know? and to be honest, I like sitting in a shack with the heat on and it fishing. <laughs> it's it's awfully nice.
0: Oh, makes it good for the both of you then, I guess so. Yeah,
1: I was outside once uh, last year. It was negative 22 outside with 40-mile winds.
0: Oh, fuck that. You can keep that.
1: And I'm in the shack. I got 80 degrees inside the shack, heat on, got music playing, electricity. I'm fishing through a hole in the floor. I'm having a great time. You know, we got the grill going. We're cooking burgers. Negative
0: 20, dude. I'm I'm on... Negative 20, I won't even leave the house to get the mail, bro. Like, you can keep that weather. I'm oh, glad i not in Oh, it's so fun. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> if snow was a person, I would punch it in the face repeatedly. Like, yeah. I hate snow so bad. And I lived in Michigan for 11 yeah, so you've years. You've
1: seen some real snow. I hate snow so bad. Oh, I love so it. So bad. I love it. So, hey, tell me about your show. What's your show? Oh,
0: I, like, it's, it's bi- biographical.
1: Yeah. What's it biographical. called again?
0: It's called Redwood.
1: Redwood. Simple. Yeah. All just right.
0: real simple. Just Redwood. And if you're, you know, looking for it, the photo for it is Redwood Trees. And it says Redwood with Duke. You
1: know, yep. Redwood with Duke. Redwood with Duke. But you just search and
0: up Redwood, though.
1: And it's a biographical podcast about you. Uh, no, About other people. Oh, you do. Uh, okay. You other you. people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, Dane, I had uh, Dane Bartz on, who's working on getting his PhD, which is somebody that I went to high school with. And so we talked about, you know, first episode, their childhood, second episode, their high school life, third episode, college, if they went and fourth episode, what they're doing now. And if they have something in the lines that they're ready to talk about, the fifth episode will be like what's coming up in the future.
1: Okay, so you get each person, you get really in depth with them.
0: Very, very in depth. Yeah. For 30 minutes.
1: Each episode. Uh, so you get what so but there'll be four hours or, or, or an hour or two with each person eventually.
0: Well, the whole phone call with them is like two to three hours, but each yeah. episode is only like 30 minutes long.
1: That's smart because, you know, honestly, like an hour with anybody is too much.
0: But <laughs> well, when you when you take it in one hit, you're able to move on to this person's life and talk about different things. And yeah. I always I always punch them with something that they don't expect. Like I'll tell them, yeah, we're going to talk about your childhood a little bit. But I always punch them with that, what's your worst childhood memory what's your best childhood memory oh that's good ones that is that they they never see it coming they no. always go wow i'm going to have to really think about my worst one god because well, your brain blocks it out you know
1: well for a reason <laughs> right
0: but i mean like every once in a while you get somebody that comes up and they have that oh this is my worst childhood memory. yeah maybe. um they could reach us at facebook.com slash redwood podcast
1: uh and we'll put links up in our show notes for you too. Perfect, perfect.
0: Yeah, so Facebook.com slash redwood podcast. Um, Instagram.com slash redwood podcast. We'll find you. I think. Yeah, I think it's just Redwood Podcast on everything, Twitter, you name yeah, it. Perfect. So yeah. So
1: well, it, thank you. So much. Goals. I appreciate you coming. Yeah. Appreciate your time tonight and your last minute like make stuff happen. It's cool.
0: Hey, I liked it i like to. It. It's can't my favorite thing about
1: about you know the underground uh, podcast or underdog podcast group is like anytime you need it's quick hint, some information a guest you got it they're there so yeah hey anytime you need me to come
0: on and even talking about fishing I don't know yeah. a whole lot about it but I do it I got no voice left I got to get out of here yeah <laughs> go gone. take some Nyquil man I'm Jesus. Over here. Bourbon, the bourbon bur- is my nightcap. Oh, bur- bourbon yeah. and Nyquil—you'll oh, yeah. have the best time of your life. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you later, son. Yeah, thanks.
1: All right, fisher just Clay. I'm with you. It's time for our fishy New year's resolution contest, and uh, this is our biggest contest yet. We've never had so many responses to any contest. It must have been the offer to give away a decal to every caller Now, if you don't hear your call and you called us, you can still submit it in and uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll use it on a future episode. Um, it's possible I lost it or I messed up. if you didn't if you don't get a decal in the mail. It's probably because either A, you didn't leave your address in a way where I can understand it, or B, you didn't leave an address. So feel free to email me, clay at fishnerds.com, and we will rectify that situation. I'm fighting a cold, but I want to fight to get this podcast out for you. So we're going to do this anyway. So Fishy New Year's Resolution. The Fish Nerds New Year's Resolution is to make the podcast into a viable business. So you're starting hopefully in two weeks, you'll start hearing ads, regular ads on the podcast. Um, if you are a if you are a person who wants to buy advertising, email me clay at fishners.com I'll send you out our media package, and you can find out how to, uh, how to partner with us. We have all kinds of, you know, straightforward, or also we're, we're great with creative ideas, so just let us know what you want to do, and we'll make it happen. That's our plan, though. I need to be able to, uh, you know, afford to take my wife out for dinner once in a while. So that's the main goal right now, uh, after I get well. So stay with us. All right, looks like our first caller is just about ready to give you the resolution. Here we go.
2: Hey, Clay. It's Gerald again. Hey, Gerald again. Um, I'm going to have to do... So let's start this again. F is for all the fish I'll catch in 2020. I is for the intertidal zone that's kind of smelly. S is for the seagrass I'll never get caught in. H is for keeping harmful algae blooms to a minimum this year. N is for the number of fish I'll catch that will increase exponentially. E is for the endangered species... We need to preserve R is for the recruitment of many young fish. D is for the dorsal fins that break the surface. And S is for the selectivity of my fishing tackle. And that is my wishes for 2020. Happy new year. Happy everything. Happy fishing. And um, thanks, Clay. Cheryl, out again for the second time.
1: Thank you. And we appreciate you calling us for the second time. People often get nervous talking to famous people like me. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) Here's our next call.
2: Hi, my name is Miles. Hi, Miles. From Maine. I am
3: nine years old. My fishy New Year
2: resolution is to catch a giant lake sturgeon. Thank you.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Miles, and to your mom, too, in the background. I could hear her. Totally cool. And uh, we'll make sure we get you a decal in the mail here. Thanks. Next up, let's go. Let's do this.
2: Hey, Clay. My name is Greg, and I'm calling from Hi, Greensboro, Greg. North Carolina. My Fishy New Year resolution is to take my seven-year-old daughter surf fishing. Awesome. She's been fishing with me since she's been about three but only uh, on the river and on the lakes. Uh, but every year I go out to um, the North Carolina coast and do some surf fishing. This year I want to take her with me and get her line in the ocean. Uh, so that's what I'm planning to do this year, and I hope everyone else uh, in Fish Nation has wonderful uh, resolutions as well. When I am not fishing, I'm knitting, And I would love you to tune in to my knitting podcast, which is called the Unraveling Podcast. And it can be found at unravelingpodcast.com. Thanks so much. Have a happy new year.
1: You just never know who's listening. Unraveling Podcast. Thanks for
2: all you do, Cliff. I love the show. Cliff. You do a great
1: job. My name's not Cliff. My whole life, I've been dealing with people saying, you know, hi, my name's Clay. And they go, Clint? No, Clay. Cliff? And I'm like, you jerk. It's Clay. How can you not... I understand clay c-l-a-y is my name it's so easy but you know who's next hey
2: clay it's uh, Greg oh and hi greg and i just wanted to call back to apologize for calling you cliff
1: apology I accepted
2: hung up before how dare my you doorbell rang i got discombobulated <laughs> and i was just so nervous to be on the voicemail with you i'm saying the all goes
1: well i'm kind of a big deal
2: have a great All right. and keep up the good work. And uh, seriously, I love the podcast. Uh, uh, and knitting and fishing are the things I love the most. And
1: they're the only fishing podcast i found that's worth listening to. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to listen. Take care. To- <laughs> All right, bye. I'll be sure to listen to your uh, knitting podcast. And I make that the only knitting podcast I listen to. And quite, I can't think of anything else to say about that. It's a knitting podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Who's next?
3: My name is Nikki Hooker,
1: and Nikki my Hooker. New Year's
3: resolution is to eat more fish. Happy New
2: Year.
1: Now, Nikki Hooker is my sister-in-law. Lives in Squim, Washington, and there is unending fishy eating opportunities out there. So get on it. Shove that fish in your face. Eat it. It's good. Next.
2: Hey, uh, this is Ev. I actually called the other day, but All I didn't realize right.
1: you were supposed to
3: put
2: our address. Yes, damn it. Um. So... Yeah, this is Viv. Um, I'm a student up in Rhode Island studying natural resource economics.
1: That's fantastic, and Nerdy.
2: I hope to, or my New Year's resolution is to get more involved in my community and help fishermen, and also use my graduate degree whenever I'm done to um, work in industry, helping fishermen, and hopefully revising policies for the better. Uh, yeah. All right. See you. Happy New Year. This one I think was a little bit better than my first run. I was super nervous. <laughs>
1: <Bye>. <laughs> it, it was definitely better than your first run. Her first run, you, she was shaking. She was crying, convulsing. It was just a nightmare. I felt so bad for her, but she recovered. She's going to do fine. And congrats on getting your working towards that master's degree.
2: Hey, fish nerds. This is Eric Hoffner calling. Eric Hoffner. My resolution for fishing in 2020 is to fish more than once all year i only uh yep i only managed one fishing trip uh in 2019 so that's pretty sad and i should be able to achieve my goal um the good news is that one trip i I did catch uh 57 pound striped bass brag so i did get my licks in however um this year i need to do better thanks for a great show
1: you can't you can't do a lot better now. Eric's been a friend of the show for a long time. He does really cool photography of frozen ice holes, and uh, I think he's uh, the editor of Manga Bay. So we like him. He's, we're, we're fans. Uh, and catching a fifty-something pound striper—that's enough.
3: Hi Clay and fellow fish nerds. Um, this is Shane from Maryland. Hi Shane. Um, I'm calling about my fishing New Year's resolution. Um, it, uh, when I was young my father was going to teach me how to fly fish Awesome! and got me my first fly rod unfortunately he passed away before we could get out um, since then I haven't touched the fly rod and kind of stayed away from it felt like I had to um, and now for this coming year 2020 my son will be six years old I feel like I need to honor that uh, what my dad was going to do for me and get my boy out there and learn how to fly fish while teaching him and uh, just getting out there and spending time with each other and kind of picking up where my father and I left off. Um, so yeah, that's my resolution. And I really hope to get out there with my son this year.
0: Everybody have a good New Year. Thank you very much.
1: I think fly fishing with your kid is a great resolution. I hope you, I hope you do it and hope you teach him some good conservation ethics while you're at it. Um, my dad and I never fly fished growing up. We, he didn't fly fish. He was spin caster only, catch and kill. Everything was our thing. So you have an opportunity to do, to do well and to teach your kid how to have good fishy ethics. So get out there and do it. Who's next?
3: Hi Clay, my name is Sebastian. Um, I just started listening to the Fish Nerds podcast last week and changed it all Gross. Uh, and decided I would go ahead and enter this contest. My fishy New Year's resolution is to replace all the lead in my fishing collection and get rid of all that stuff so I become lead-free, um, which I was not even aware of until I started listening to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, and thank you for considering going lead-free. It's one of our um, our drums we've been beating the last few years was getting people off of lead and onto more environmentally friendly things. John King, the crappie hippie, is going to be so proud of you. For talking lead-free fishing. Also, thanks for binging on our show. I read last week that Netflix tried to stop the word "binging" from being a thing in the lexicon because it means it's a negative term, uh, but they lost, and we're glad you binged <laughs> with us. So, so, so cool and well done indeed. Next.
2: Hi, my name is Tim Sorensen. I'm in Iowa. Hi, Tim. And my New Year's resolution is to become a ice fisherman.
1: Let's do it. Come on. My hope,
2: my Tim. Sorensen, s-o-r-e-n-s-e-n thank you enjoy your podcast
1: all right thank you for spelling your name that helps me get it right on the envelope so i can mail you stuff uh that's really cool and ice fishing the best way to get into it is grab a six pack of beer find a guy that's doing it already walk up put it down next to him and say can you show me how to do this and he will open a beer and he will teach you to ice fish that's how i learned who's next
3: so new year's resolution for fishing in 2020 ...is to outfish my other half again for another year. I
1: assume you the previous college, oh, your other my half. My name is
3: Jill Smith. Jill. I'm from Algona, Iowa.
1: See, two hours. And have in a well. great day. Good. Bye. Good. I think you could totally outfish him. Just go out and put some time in. And I think I think women fishers have a more uh, sensitive touch and catch more fish anyway. So you've got an edge. Go get him
2: bennett owasso michigan
1: morn bennett hi
2: fishy new year resolution is to hopefully finally outfish my wife
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she seems to do rather well with the bluegills uh i'd also like to catch birds and walleye this year thank you
1: you know, I would like to catch a walleye this year, too. It's been about three years since I've seen or eaten a walleye, so maybe I'll get on that on that walleye kick. And your wife's always going to outfish you, and it sounds like you've, like the rest of us nerds, married up. So, you know, give her a hug and congratulate her.
3: My New Year's resolution is to save more wild brood trout.
1: Is that the devil? I'm pretty sure it was devil. Now, that was uh, Steve from North Country Angler, uh, fly shop owner, and he does never, never tells his name. He just sneaks in phone calls whenever he can. Thanks, Steve. And you can save all the trout you want.
3: Hi, this is Uncle Ron, and Uncle I'm Ron. calling about the Fish <laughs> Challenge. So I'm calling in to say that <coughs> one of my resolutions is going to be not to step in anybody's ice hole this winter, and... Catch as many rainbow trout as I can all year long.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. That's my uncle, Ronnie, and my we, we, we fish only a couple times a year together. He lives a couple hours south of here, but great fisher, great guy. He does hold his rod upside down. I find that offensive. His reels, uh, spinning reels, are on top, and he reels with his right hand in it. It makes me want to shove them underwater, but I don't say that out loud in front of him, so he has no idea, and I'm not sure he listens to the podcast, so I think we're off the hook. Don't tell him I said that.
2: <laughs> Hi, Clay. This is Doug from New Hampshire, hey,
1: Doug.
3: and my New Year's resolution is actually a gift I got for Christmas. It was a cool tenkara rod setup, so my New Year's resolution is to learn the ancient Japanese style of fishing. Once again, my name is Doug. last name is Fred.
1: That was Doug Fritz and uh, Tenkara fishing, fishing like a seven-year-old. Tie a string to it, go out, and catch fish. It is super easy. Don't overthink it. <laughs> Excuse me, Tenkara people. It, the more you spend, the more ancient art it becomes. That's that's the truth of it. But it's fun, and and when you get a big fish on Tenkara rod, it is a blast. I used to go bass fishing that way.
3: Hello, fish nerds, and Hi. hello, play
1: groves.
3: Hi, Tara. This is Tara McKenzie. You asked for um, New Year's, Fishy New Year's resolutions, yep. I believe it was. that's what
1: I asked for, And my
3: Fishy New Year's resolution is part of a bigger New Year's resolution. I want to include more community members in our story time. That's me. So I would like to include someone from the Fish Nerds in one of our story times, and I'd like to do a Fish story time. So maybe sometime in the summer, or even maybe winter fishing, ice fishing. I don't know. If this counts, I'd love to contribute. Um, That's my story. It's for the Conway Public Library. My name is Tara McKenzie.
1: So that was Tara. She's the uh, children's library um, person at the Conway Public Library, and she's fantastic. I took her and her grandmother and her boyfriend and... I think her father, I don't know, I was I, uh, fishing uh, in my pontoon boat two summers ago in the pouring rain, and her 80-something-year-old grandmother caught her very first fish of her life, uh, and it was awful. It was so cold, so rainy. Everyone died of hypothermia, and we can't wait to try doing that again. <laughs> really great stuff out there. And uh, always yes to libraries. Let's do this. Let's make a library program happen.
3: Hey, this is Rich Collins, my Rich new year's Collins. resolution is to try to give back a little bit more. Um, oh, I'll I've take fishing it. a lot, I've also given back a lot, it's very time consuming, but I want to do a little bit more. So as we know, I'm a web developer, I do a lot of tech stuff, I've done stuff for the Great Bay Stewards, the Great Bay 5K, which supports the Great Bay here in New Hampshire, um, Trout Unlimited, I'm on the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers New Hampshire State Board. Um, I'm on my town's Greenland Conservation Commission, and I want to do just a little bit more. I can only do about one project at a time, non-profit sense, um, and help people, but I want to continue to do that. I want to help people. I want to help some of our fisheries, and I want to do it intelligently with people that matter. So that's my resolution. Um, Obviously, I'm going to fish more, because you can only fish more as you get older, because that's what life's about. So... That being said, I'm going to do
2: more good. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and, and Thanks, Rich. And Rich Collins is one of our um, correspondents, and he runs the production company called Thirst Productions, his website development, and all that fun stuff. And he's a good guy. We like fishing with him, too. Saw him the other day during my ice fishing shack sinking problem. He laughed a lot.
3: Hello, Fish Nerds Nation. This is Fishing Buddy Signer from Pierre, South Dakota, calling with a resolution for 2020. As an aquatic educator, I teach hundreds of kids how to fish every single year, and 2020 is going to be the year that I invest more significant time into teaching my own children how to fish. Every year, we only get out a handful of times, and it's usually because I'm worn out from teaching other people's children how to fish. So 2020, I will not only invest time into teaching other people's children how to fish, but I will also invest time into teaching my own kids how to fish. Um, I'm also the founder of the Fish Stories Archive at fishstories.org, and my goal for 2020 is to have 500 new voices in the archive. So if you or someone, an angler you love, would like to be in the archive, go to fishstories.org, and uh, it'll tell you how to record your voice and put it in there for perpetuity, leave your voice, and your sto- fishing stories for future generations.
1: Yeah, and I think the fish nerds were featured in Fish Stories uh, a couple of years back, and I heard a rumor that you did a TEDx talk. So congratulations! I, see, I pay attention. I know what's happening in my fishy world. So congratulations on that.
3: Hi, fish nerds. This is Isaac from Wisconsin. Hi, Isaac. And my fishy New Year's resolution is to have all my
1: <clears throat>
3: have all my lures and weights lead free by
1: 2021.
3: Amazing. Also, to start tying my own lures and flies.
1: You could go lead-free by 2020 oh, now. Uh, and I think a lot of um, a lot of uh, states are doing lead buybacks, so check in with your state and see if you can get rid of your lead faster.
2: Hey, my name's Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Um, my New Year's fishy resolution is to catch a 45-inch striped bass on the fly rod. Uh, that's pretty much it.
1: That's a pretty much big resolution. I hope you can do it. I I could barely hold a double-handed fly rod, let alone catch a fish on one. So uh, please report back.
3: Hey, uh, love the show. My name is uh, John Gray. I'm from uh, Mississauga, Ontario. Um, my New Year's resolution for fishing is to, to budget myself and to not spend all my money on fishing. Um, to work out a budget and to make it work so I'm not struggling in every a- other aspect of my life. All right, well... Uh, Thanks and continue up with a great show.
1: Yeah, so I read once with the exchange rates that if you if you fish only in Canada, spend all your fishing money in Canada, you actually spend less money. So just uh, spend Canadian money on fishing; you'll be fine.
3: (laughs) Hey, fish nerds. This is Alex from San Diego. Alex from from
1: San Diego. Diego. Hi, Hi, Alex.
3: New Year's resolution contest. My fishing resolution is to fish at spots that I've never been to, and also I would love to pick up all the trash at the lake. Or, all, not of all of it. Pick it all but up. But I would at least like to help the lake by picking up trash and getting the ester line out of the water.
1: Bring a dumpster thank with you. Thank you
3: for making these podcasts and making me laugh every night.
1: Hey, Alex. Bye. Thank, Alex, thank you for calling in to the show. We we enjoy hearing your voice, and we want to make sure that uh, that you feel valued. So, a nice job on on the environmental ethics. I, I'm proud of you. Well done, son. Well done, indeed. mm Hmm.
2: Hey, Clay and fellow nerds. This is Michael Frank of Frank's. Michael Frank. Guide Service in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Mike. My fishy New Year's resolution is to join the 2020 club. Now, that means that I've got to catch a 20-inch or larger trout on a tiny little size 20 or smaller hook. Easy. Um, And while I'm at it, I think I'm going to try to bring along as many clients of mine as possible, see if I can't hook them up to 20-inch plus trout on size 20 or smaller hooks. If you'd like to be one of those clients, come on down to South Carolina and book a trip with me. Looking forward to seeing all you guys down here. Have a great 2020.
1: And I know a lot of people who have fished with Michael Frank and had a great experience, so he, he, totally worth getting down there. Someday, I will do it. Someday. One of these days.
3: Hi, Clay. This is John Vertiska in Cedar I, Creek, Nebraska. Nebraska! 2020 John! 2050 resolutionist at 10 new species on Hook and Line here in Nebraska. They're Got quite a few species now. They're getting a little harder to catch. I'm looking for things like river carp suckers and quillback and central stone rollers and some darters and minnows. Well, that's my 2020 fishy resolution. I hope you and all of your fish nerd listeners have a fishy 2020.
1: When you're species fishing, it does. The the first 50 are easy, and then it gets harder and harder and harder. We get it.
2: Hi, fish nerds. Hi. This is Dave from Wisconsin. look on YouTube again. Uh, my fishy New Year's resolution is to catch some trout this year for the first time. The only trout I've caught before have been in the uh, fish ponds at like sports shows and whatnot where you pay a couple bucks and you can go catch a trout, one of those. So I want to catch some brook trout and brown trout and maybe even a rainbow. <laughs> Thanks. I love the show. Bye.
1: We love it, too. And we love your show, Wisconsin Outlook, on the YouTube. So head on over to check that out and uh, watch it.
2: Hey, Clay. It's Doug Glimmerveen from the SmackDown Outdoors Show. Doug Glimmerveen. And I am calling about my fishy New Year's resolution. Can't wait. What is my fishy New Year's resolution? It is to get more people out fishing. I am going to do my absolute best to to uh take people out fishing, people that have never gone, uh people that don't have a boat. I bought myself a new boat last year and you know, I didn't get as many people out as I want to, wanted to, so this year it is get people on the water. And by the way, I don't even want to win the contest. Good, I just wanted can. to let you know what my resolution was. So oh. Thanks, Clay. Love the show. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to the Fish Nerds.
1: Bye. Bye. And subscribe to SmackDown Outdoors. And he does great social media, too, like master class level of social media. So follow them on the Facebooks and the Instagrams.
2: Hi, Clay. This is David Loft
1: from Hi, David.
2: RGV in deep south Texas.
1: Yeehaw.
3: And I am calling uh, to enter your Fishy New Year's resolution uh, contest. Actually, I actually have two resolutions. One of them is to call in more uh, to the fishing nerds because I feel like I always have something to say and then I
2: forget or I don't get around to it.
1: We love your voice.
3: So that's one. Yeah, call us. And the second one, which is more fishy related, is to um, diversify and branch out a bit more in terms of the uh, types of lures that I use. Because I, I always end up using the same thing uh, over and over, which is a soft
1: plastic uh shrimp because it works. Well, it's hard to stop but I when it. I feel works. like I
3: really need to branch out and be more adventurous. So yeah. uh, that's it, and uh, I hope it helps. Uh, thanks. Take care.
1: Bye. They say the uh, best lures are the ones you have the most confidence in. So, like, we always fail with new lures until we just start using them over and over and over again. So, just grab one and go. You'll you'll do fine. You'll catch fish.
2: Hey, my name is Will Paul, and my fishery New Year's resolution is to talk to Clay Grove about fishing, fatherhood stories, and more stories about fishing. Let's do it. This is Joe Foley from the No Sitting on the Sidelines Dad podcast. You can hear more about me and my podcast at NoSittingOnTheSidelines.com. Happy New Year, Clay. Thank you for your podcast and all you do.
1: Happy New Year to you, and I like your show, No Sitting on the Sidelines Dad podcast. We met at Podcast Movement, I think, in Philly two years ago.
2: This is Kim Burnett with Crappie Stopper Jigs. Kim Burnett's resolution was to catch my personal best crappie on my home lake. And I accomplished that yesterday, January 2nd of
1: 2020. And now I got all year to break that record.
4: How big was that crappie, Kim?
1: It was a 194. 194. That's a monster crappie. Kim makes the Crappie Stopper Jigs. He's been on the show before. He's from eastern Kansas, friends with the crappie hippie. Uh, and even though they're very, very different, one fisher bird led and one doesn't, that's the only difference. Other than that, they're twins. Uh, they still get along, and they're still friends. If they can get along, anyone can get along. So peace on earth, goodwill towards men. <laughs> Hello,
4: Fish Nerd Nation. This Hi. This is Crappy Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas. Oh, I like the Crappy Hippie. And hippies. I know us correspondents, we can't win on the fishy resolution uh, contest for 2020, but gosh darn it, I wanted <laughs> to put my resolutions in anyway, so here we go. First resolution, learn to use my kayak. Uh, I go visiting my daughter in East Hampton, Massachusetts, and the Connecticut River. It rolls right on through there. And She and I go on about doing adventures and errands and so forth, and we cross back and forth over that beautiful river all the time. And I see people kayaking up and down that thing. I see 15-year-old kids. I see 70-year-old grannies. I see them just going along on this massive, massive river like they haven't got a care in the world and that's kind of embarrassing to me since I break out in a cold sweat just trying to paddle mine around a half acre farm pond okay so I wanna graduate up to the, the big leagues of the 15-year-old kids and the 70-year-old grannies uh, that are completely comfortable with their kayak and are well-versed in its use. Second of all, I'm really going to be concentrating on my company. I'm learning more and more about marketing. I'm learning more and more about uh, how to set a uh, priorities within a project. And I'm really hoping that this is the year that we bear down and glass water shoots forward and we are well on our way to becoming uh the leader in creating a sustainable lead-free fishing future for anglers in the United States as well as around the world. And finally and perhaps most urgently, I am going to teach the boss on the show, chief executive Clay Groves, how to pronounce the name of my company correctly. It's impossible. Um it was Glasswater Lead-Free Lures and I know it took us a long time to learn that one but, uh,
1: <laughs> when I became
4: an LLC. We are Glasswater Angling now.
1: Glasswater Angling.
4: Glasswater Angling. I don't know how to say that. better outdoors, makers (laughs) of lead-free fishing tackle. (laughs) And that's our name, and that's our slogan. So I hate to do it to you, Clay, but uh, you're in on my resolution. And together, even though it may cost us thousands of tears of frustration and endanger our (laughs) deep friendship, (laughs) uh, we're going to learn to pronounce that company name correct. Glasswater Angling. For a better outdoors, makers of lead-free fishing tackle. Um, we're going to get it. And I think by working together and uh, fishing together constantly, um, by 2021, we should have it down. Anyway, that's my New Year's resolutions for 2020, everybody. I hope it's a great year for us all. This is Crappy Hippie saying tight lines and valentines.
1: Peace out. I'm going to practice getting the name of your company right. Let me just look it up make sure that I I am. I feel like I've been right all along. You couldn't, couldn't possibly be more right than me. Glass- Water angling. Uh, Well, if you Google it, it comes out glasswaterleadfreelures.com. So uh, I will practice, and let's work together, and we'll still get along just fine.
3: Hi, Clay. My name is Daryl Desperry. I'm from... Monkey Island, Oklahoma. Yes, Monkey <laughs> Island, Oklahoma is a real place.
1: I love it. I want to go. And my
3: uh, New Year's resolution this year is to make a fishing blog for catching catfish to help uh, folks out on uh, entering a new body of water, which I have uh, recently, and uh, it's supposed to be a real good catfish place here. I don't have a boat, so I have to fish from shore, so I'm going to learn how to fish catfish from shore and try to teach other people on how to do it and do it via a podcast. My address is, and yes, uh, I absolutely love your podcast. Thank well,
1: you. Well, thank you. And when you get your podcast going and you launch, you give me a call and we will, we will help promote your show. Can't wait to hear it. That was the fishy New Year's resolution contest. It's over. I've got a, a whole bunch of, of uh, paper here where you can hear it. With different names on them. I'm going to draw one out right now. And the winner is going to win from Glasswater Angling. Some Angle Kings uh, from Glasswater Angling. Am I getting this right, John? Uh, A box of of jigs for fishing with, which is on my desk here somewhere. Uh, And a uh, Fish Nerds beanie and a decal. So we're going to shake up these names. I'm going to just draw one out at random. And the winner is Warren... Bennett from Owasa, Michigan. So that's our winner. Warren, I will drop that in the mail for you. And we will have a- another contest coming up. In honor of my ice shack sinking troubles, uh, which is my biggest fishing disaster, I want you to call the fisher's Hotline, 607-378-FISH, and I want you to tell us your biggest fishing disaster. And I'll put together a prize package for you for the next contest. And I'm going to keep running the contest the way I ran this one, where I, where I run it until I get a good amount of entries to make it worth putting these things together. So I need at least 10 entries. Um, I love this one has a lot of entries, and that was crazy. Uh, and I'll I'll give a fish nerds uh, cap out, a baseball cap, some uh, glass water angling. Am I getting this right? I don't know how to say it anymore. I can't even think anymore. Some some fishing lures from one of my favorite lead-free fishing companies. Uh, Decals, hats, all kinds of fun. Call 607-378-FISH. Get those calls in. Um, Hopefully, getting enough calls in by the first show in February, we can have that show go out. Your biggest fishing disaster. Thank you. So that's it. You've listened to a whole bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. Uh, Special thanks to Vinny for helping with the shack and all the buddies who came out to help move the shack. Big thank you to Dana for the shack removal. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to... um, to Duke for interviewing me about the shack, and thank you to all you guys for calling in and making this fishy New Year's resolution show the best one we can make. So, until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds, spawn early, spawn often, never trust a free lunch with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you get. Bye.
0: Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean, casting nets, fish nerds. Fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fry it in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast.